Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm going to start my message and end with a closing prayer. And there are so many things that are happening all over the world. And we must always understand that it affects each and every one of our lives here on earth, especially God's people. So as I enter into my message this morning, I I just want to speak about some of the things that we see happening all around us and encourage you to continue to listen or read the world news so that we can continue to stay in prayer with each other and stay in one mind with God. Remember, the word of God says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will live on forever. So let us continue in his word and make that word a part of our lives. You know, one of the most intriguing aspects to me about God is his choice to occasionally reveal to his followers who we are, what will happen in the future. You see, we don't serve a God who leaves us without the information that we will need to continue on the path that he's given us. He left the earth and said, I will not leave you comfortless but I will leave you with the comforter. So brothers and sisters, be comforted by the word of God because he has very specific reasons for doing so. One of the reasons is to give encouragement to those who are going through trials as written in the book of Daniel 12.12 and another is to exhort us to continue in his work as written in Matthew 25, chapter 25, verses 29 through 30. I will ask you to write those scriptures down and take the time to read them, as I don't have the time in this message to read through all the scriptures that I would like to bring to you. I will repeat those two scriptures again. Daniel 12, 12, and Matthew 25, 29 through 30. Brethren, the prophecies of the end times that we have been talking about and we have been learning about in his word, and especially those messages given to us in the book of the Revelation, they give an account of what will happen at the end of history here on earth. In fact, Matthew 24, 36 says this, Jesus says, quote, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Now, we have been focused on that scripture for several months now. Because 1 Peter 4, 7 says this, James said to be patient and strengthen our hearts because the coming of the Lord is at hand. James 5, 8 The prophecies also encourage us because they say believers will not suffer through tribulation. I want you to write down that scripture, 1 Thessalonians 1.10. The prophecies regarding the tribulation are designed to both exhort, as I told you, in Matthew, 
25. But if you would read through the entire chapter 1 through 30, you'll notice that there is so much encouragement to God's people. Also, if you look before that in Matthew 24, 22, it also gives you the specific signs to look for. Matthew 24, 5, 7 says this, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Unquote. But you know, that section concludes with the warning that these signs are merely the beginning. And it says in Matthew 24, 8, and I quote, beginning of birth pains, unquote. So you see, although these are signs, we do not know exactly when the tribulation will occur as 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, write that scripture down, explains that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, unquote. Read that and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to bring to your mind exactly what is taking place during these last days. Yes, wars and rumors of wars, they have con uh, occurred not only in these days, but in all the days past. Earthquakes, volcanoes, and hurricanes have repeatedly struck our world, you know, long since before we had the technology to record them. But now with the technology, we can see even more and more what is happening on earth. This technology has been given to the earth so that God's people can start to wake up and see what is happening in the world today which coincides with the word of God that was given to us from the very beginning of time. For in the Bible, Paul, uh, excuse me, Paul explained in 2 Timothy 3.19 and 2 Thessalonians 2.3, write those scriptures down, that the last days will be difficult because of the evil that people will cling to. And in 1 Timothy 4.1 it says, and I quote, now the Spirit expressively says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Did you hear that? The signs of the end times are to encourage us that God has a plan and his plan is ultimately to glorify himself. But it tells us in 1 Timothy, as I just read, that they will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons so that they can glorify themselves instead of glorifying God. Face it, the signs will be fulfilled and we can't stop it. His plan will come to pass exactly as he has ordained it for his perfect purpose and according to his good pleasure, according to the word of God. It says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, 
and I will do all that I please. That is written in Isaiah 46, verse 10. Brethren, we know that we are in the last days. We are in the last days of the book of the Revelation and the last days of the dispensation of God's grace and mercy. The Bible clearly speaks of wars that will take place in the end times. And every day we hear about wars, nuclear weapons, threats made to America. We need to wake up and take into consideration our weakened government. I ask you, what kind of defense do we have when several of the most powerful countries in the world team up against the United States of America? Not to mention that we here in America are already making war against ourselves rather than banding together in strength and unity. In Matthew 24, 6 through 7, Jesus says, and it quotes, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. That is happening right now, my friends. In the book of the Revelation, chapter 6, it gives us a vision of events during the tribulation. And much war is mentioned. It tells you about the first horse, that it is a conqueror who goes to war. It tells you that in Revelation 6, verse 2. And the second horse is a red horse that causes people to slay one another. That's in verse 4. And it says the beasts will make war in Revelation 11, 7. 13, 7, war is referred to in heaven. Revelation 12, 7, the dragon makes war with a woman and her offspring in Revelation 12, 17. In addition to war, in general, during times, Ezekiel, way back in the Old Testament, speaks of a gathering of nations that will come together in war. Verses 8 through 9, quote, In the latter years you will go against the land that is restored from war, the land whose people were gathered from many peoples upon the mounts, or mountains of Israel, which had been a continual waste. It says its people were brought out of the peoples and now dwell securely, all of them. You will advance, it says, coming on like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your hordes and many people with you. Unquote. You see, in this war, Israel will be supernaturally rescued by the Lord. We are his people of Israel. Yes, a final war will also take place at the end of the tribulation that is usually called in the book of the Revelation, as in 1714 and 1911-21, the Battle of Armageddon. Yes, we are the people of the book of the Revelation. And at the conclusion of this battle, led by Christ himself, Jesus will begin his millennial kingdom that involves a thousand-year reign. This time period will be concluded with one final battle in which Satan, it says, will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather all for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. Write down this scripture, for it is found in Revelation 20, 
verses 7 through 8. But it tells you that they will be defeated by fire from heaven, followed by the final judgment, and a new heaven and a new earth will follow. That's what we have to look forward to. So you see, as can be seen right now in the end times, it is marked by much war and conflict. That is a sign to us, my brothers and sisters. For the Bible predicts this, that wars will be ultimately larger in scale than any war ever currently known to this world in the history of time. And it will and must precede the coming and reign of Jesus Christ. The Bible makes it clear that no one knows when the last day will be except God. But brethren, his people will know the last days that will lead us to that very last day. For Jesus chose not to give us the exact exact date. But it is not important for us to know the exact date. It is just important for us to know that we are living in the last days which precede that last day. The information we need to live a godly life and spread the gospel has been revealed in God's word. Listen to Deuteronomy 29.29. It says, and I quote, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may follow all the words of his law. Yes, the Holy Spirit gives us strength, my friends. We need it each day to accomplish the tasks and opportunities before us. Though we don't know the exact date, we don't need to. We can still pray about the various aspects of the end times that is given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. So now, brethren, let us end this time in prayer. Let us pray to our Father. Let us pray from our heart earnestly. As I close my message this morning, let us join together in one mind, in one spirit, and one accord. Let us beseech the Lord Jesus Christ in this prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, we depend on you. We look to you and the information you give us in your word. We look, look to you and the information that you give us through the signs and wonders that we see all around us. And we know that regardless of what we hear being said or what we are being told, you are our only authority, our only advisor our rock and our strong tower. Yes, Father, in moments of weakness, we know that there are wolves ready to pounce on us with false promises. The deceit of the enemy has the potential, Father, to seep into the cracks of your children, even those of strong faith. So, Father, we ask that you increase our ability to discern false spirits 
and friends and family that come in sheep's clothing looking for an opportunity to steer us away from the throne of God. Lord, help us to understand that even the devil can quote scripture. And even the devil has the power to deceive even the very elect if we give him the opportunity. Our Father, only you know the last day and when it will be. Only you know the return, the great and notable day of the return of our Lord as he comes in the cloud and every eye will see him. But until that day, Father, protect all of us, your people, from the evil forces of this world who continue to work night and day to fulfill their plan on deceiving, lying, and destroying the plan of God and the people of God who will bring your plan to pass. Only by the power of the Holy Spirit sevenfold will we be able to stand strong and not be shaken. Father, we live stuck between two realms, the world we live in and the eternity that we look forward to in the kingdom of heaven. We are in the middle of chaos and destruction, but through it all, you reign in our hearts. Yes, Jesus, you sit on the right hand of the throne of God. And because of you, death has already been defeated. And we are more than conquerors. In your great mercy, Father, you are waiting for everyone to hear your gospel, leaving opportunity for all to come to you and live in the presence of your love. So, Father, we pray today that you bless our lives to honor you in everything we do, in every conversation, even in our idle moments, and through our everyday task. Let all we do be for your glory in this life between here and the not yet that has not yet been seen, but yet believed for. Give us the courage and bravery to operate daily at our jobs in your truth. And even sometimes when we are afraid, as they come against us and strip us from all things that are godly, when they try to strip us of your name and everything that is holy, everywhere we go, Father, let us proclaim it louder and louder. Everywhere we go, proclaim the gospel. Let us continue in faith without fear to tell the world that Jesus Christ has defeated death and the children of God has already won the war. Yes, Father, in you we are victorious. Yes, Father, you are coming again. When it's hard to be a golden candlestick Christian in this world, you will forever be our strength as long as we keep our eyes on you and remain focused because you, Father, you are our Savior, our protector, our provider, our counselor, our only hope and salvation. And only you can embrace us with your encouragement and fortify us with your perfect love. As I conclude my love in this prayer towards your people, Father, and my love for you. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly for your faithful ones and know how much we love you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.
and Amen.